The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up at Beaver Toyota and Coming. Got a Thursday, October the 26th get closer to the Georgia-Florida game on Saturday, and we are loaded and ready to go today. Brad Nessler, in just a moment, he'll be calling the game with Gary Danielson on CBS. Javon Bullard's going to be playing in the game. He's a hard hitter back there at safety. He's going to be with us for the Bulldog Roundtable at 1035. And as an added bonus... For those of you that think, Baloo, you homer, as it relates to the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, think again. Today I will tell you what a Gator upset would look like. So you good with that, DT? All that good? I mean, everything except that gator upset part. I didn't really appreciate that. Well, the rest of it sounds great. Yeah. There's a possibility that happened. Sure, sure. What would that look like? Got an idea what that would look like. I don't want to get started there, though. Let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Well, the new Hawks looked a lot like the old Hawks last night. I know, I know. It was just the first game. Give them a chance. The new coach. Uh, the new coach has his new coaching staff in place. I've heard a lot about that during the offseason. John Collins is gone, and we got Sadiq Bay has stepped in. But you know what? It still still look looks the same to me. The issues have not changed from a year ago to the first game of this season. Most nights, we can't shoot. Most nights, we can't get stops when the game hangs in the balance. Most of the time, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, down the stretch, we just can't seem to play D when we need to. Our two-star players came up small last night in Charlotte. Ice cold Trey was ice cold. DeJounte Murray threw up bricks. Trey and DeJounte shot a combined seven for 33 from the floor. Let me do the math for you. 21%. 
Meanwhile, LaMelo Ball and rookie Brandon Miller lit us up late in the game. And I know, I know, it's just one game. Give them a chance. But the issues still remain the same. And the Big Take is brought to you by Daco Systems, heating and air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally owned Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Brad Nessler, CBS Sports, working the Georgia-Florida game down in Jacksonville coming up on Saturday. Uh, Brad is this guy, man, I know you've been in all these shrines we've got in the SEC, and all of them are uh, outstanding, but but is Georgia-Florida, is that game different? Yeah, it is, Buck. Um, you know, all the rivalry games are cool, but uh, this one is, this one reminds me, you know, I did several Red River rivalry shootouts, Oklahoma and, and Texas in that burnt orange and, and the red of uh, – Oklahoma, and then when you walk into Jacksonville, you see some of the craziness, and it <laughs> always happens around Halloween. And some of the stuff you see outside the stadium is just so fun. <laughs> last year, last year I sat in the CBS bus and I just watched people for about an hour before I went up to the booth. <laughs> and then you get up to the booth, you know, and it's you know half orange and blue and half red and black, and it's just such a cool looking scene. And um, you know, there's a little different vibe to it, a little different feel. Give us a little glimpse behind the curtain. How's the game prep going for you? What's that like during the course of the week? Um, same as any other week, you know, really, it just starts on Monday. I, I watch the Falcons with my friends on on Sunday, so that's my, my getaway from my job, I guess, is to watch some football. Uh, and then Monday we just start grinding. And if you're lucky enough to have seen the teams before, that helps a little bit. Otherwise, you know, you watch film of the game, their previous game, from Florida with South Carolina. Uh, I saw most of the Vandy game while I was waiting to do my game, so I didn't do as much on that. I've seen Georgia a lot more than I've seen Florida. Um, so that's that's a Monday routine. Tuesdays is a lot of paperwork. Um, you know, Wednesday you're trying to put the finishing touches on it because when you travel on Thursday, you don't really have a lot of time unless you're on a plane or the bus and you can do a little bit more homework and then Friday's meetings all day with coaches and players and all that. So um, kind of the same routine every week and, and every week, you know, you cram a little more and you, you try to squeeze a little more juice out of it because if you've seen these teams, you've already done them a couple times, you know, you don't want to be saying the same thing on the air if you can help it um, to try to give the viewers or the listeners or whatever a little different something. So, um that's it. You know, try to get better every week. It's kind of like playing ball. <laughs> I want to get better tomorrow, and I, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be, so um, I work harder at it probably than I used to. And how often uh, do you talk with Gary during the week, or does that just happen later in the week? Gary Danielson, your partner. Yeah, no, I usually talk to him once on like Tuesday, and and he he goes back and watches the previous game from front to front to uh, back, you know, and so does Craig Silver, our producer. I don't. Um, you know, I know the mistakes I made and I know the things that went well and I don't go back and watch every little thing. So he usually calls me and says, Hey, you know, we did this really good or we, we didn't do this or we missed this and that type of thing. So that's either a Monday or Tuesday routine. And then we don't see each other again until Thursday. 
Brad, the uh, the defensive coordinator for the Gators. Uh, this I see him, and I'm thinking this guy's 19 years old. Austin Armstrong down there on the sideline. He and uh, Mike Bobo matching wits in this one. He's the youngest defensive coordinator in college football, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He uh, and is doing an outstanding job too. But uh, you know, is that something you'll talk about in the game when they uh, get the tight shot of Austin Armstrong down there on the sideline? Well, yeah, I know it's going to come up that he was, you know, in quality control or whatever for Georgia back the year, I guess, before COVID. Uh, yeah, he's a sharp guy, and, and uh, that's been a dramatic improvement for them. Their their defense is playing way better. Um, they're giving up almost 10 less points a game than they were this time a year ago, and I think total yardage is like 100 and, 117 or 120 yards less a game. So uh, between him coming in, if you want to call through the transfer portal or getting hired as defensive <laughs> coordinator, and, and then the guys that they've you know, brought in from the transfer portal really helped them on both sides of the ball, I think, especially on the lines of scrimmage. So um, they're a lot better football team than they were a year ago, and, and they're better in week, whatever it is, eight than, than they were in week one. So um, they're, you know, they're a threat, and, and they're playing a lot better ball than they were earlier in the year. Joined by the best-dressed man in broadcasting, Brad Nessler, CBS Sports, working the Georgia-Florida game. He's on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, and, uh, do you expect to learn things when you sit down with Kirby and you have a chat with him about the game? Uh, how does that go on? <laughs> Did I just give you an answer? <laughs> Kirby, Kirby's only going to tell you what Kirby wants to tell you, and it doesn't matter what question you ask. Um, it's usually not a good one. I'll be honest with you. That's that's the relationship I have with Kirby. You know, yeah, let's I say you ask him about the right t- who's going to start at right tackle. What are you getting? Well, what kind of response he, are you getting? Yeah, he might say, "Well, that's going to be a game time decision." Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And he got some work in earlier in the week, you know, and I haven't really looked at his film from yesterday. I can tell you what he's going to tell me if I ask him that. Yeah. Uh, Kirby's, you know, in. He's never met a question that uh, he liked. I don't think. I don't think it's just me. I used to think it was just me, and but then I listened to his his presser things on Monday and stuff, and I feel so sorry for those guys, you know, that are asking the questions and they're just trying to do their job. And Kirby will occasionally say, "I know you guys have a job to do, but you don't know anything about football." Uh, it just <laughs> makes you just makes you feel terrible, you know. Like, man, I've been working at this for forty years. I thought I knew something about football. So, um, to answer your question, Buck, no, I don't. I don't uh, think I'm going to get any earth-shattering news from Kirby before the game, but it's always nice to talk to him because I feel so terrible when I'm done. I feel like I have to take a shower. But um... (laughs) (laughs) What's been your impression of Billy Napier? Well, you know, I haven't been around him this year. Um, Last year, I thought he was kind of like not ready for the big time a little bit. Um, you know, did so well at his previous stop and, and having been, you know, at Alabama when Kirby was there and all that, uh, a great breeding ground to become a head coach, obviously. But I thought he was a little bit overwhelmed last year, the couple times we were around him, just from maybe like my standpoint or our standpoint, the media thing, I think it kind of hit him in the face and he was like, wow, I'm not at Louisiana anymore. You know what I mean? Um, and I think he even coached that way at times. He made some decisions that you kind of looked at and went, what was he thinking there? But, you know, I think the same thing about the Falcons when I watch him every Sunday, so I don't know if that means anything. But, um, you know, this year I think he settled in, um, bringing in new people, a new coordinator, 
um, you know, bringing in the transfer at quarterback, Graham Lurtz, that's, that's playing like lights out right now over the last two or three weeks. So it looks a little more like what he wanted his team to look like. And it's not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, you know, six and seven last year, and, and who knows, maybe they'll end up six and seven this year. I don't know, but uh, I just think they're playing better and they're playing more the kind of ball that he wants to play. And I think he's settled into it. It's tough to become, you know, going from anywhere, mid-major type thing or whatever to the SEC and being a head coach. Um, you know, sometimes you're kind of just trying to tread water and not drown. And I thought he was doing that this year. And I think he's swimming this year, if that makes any sense. Got a, some really good storylines on the Georgia Bulldog side of the the field. One of them is Carson Beck heading back home, going back to Jacksonville, where he grew up and played high school ball. I'm sure he wants to go out and have a tremendous day, have a lot of people down there pulling for him. And then Bowers being out. And how does Georgia replace uh, the impact that, that he's been bringing them? Uh, you know, the ball goes to him when they really need a big play. A couple of good yeah. storylines there. You're going to hit both yeah. of those? I wish it wasn't a negative storyline for Brock. I think he's the best football player in the country at any position. And, and you know, um, what he's done the last two and a half years at Georgia has been unbelievable. And um, to not have him in the game is going to be a bummer for everybody, especially Georgia fans, but for us too, because I love watching him play. And I think it changes things pretty dramatically. I, I know it's great to say that whole next man up thing and, and you know, there's some positions on the field where you can say that, and, and it's probably true. It's not true for Brock Bowers. Sorry, there isn't another next man up that's, you know, half the player that he is. And that's no shot at Oscar Delp or or the freshman tight end. You know, they're they're good, and they're probably going to be really, really good players, but they're not Brock, you know. And so I think it's going to have a major effect on the rest of the season, um, you know, because I don't think they have – I don't think they have a go-to big-time receiver. You know, Lad McConkey's awesome at being Lad, and Rosemary Jack Saints a, a good receiver, and the other guys are. You know, there's nothing wrong with the other guys either. You know, Love it, Ra Ra, and, and all those guys. I think that's maybe the deepest receiver core I can remember Georgia having. If you go, you know, one through six or something like that, but the main dude is not there, and he's a security blanket for Carson. He was a security blanket for Stetson the last two years. And you know that you played the position. There's guys that just go, I'm throwing it to him because it's way better than 50-50. They got some 50-50 receivers. You know, Brock Bowers was an 80-20 guy. And I don't mean on, yeah. you know, fades and back shoulder throws and stuff like that. I mean all over the field. Any place you throw it, he's going to get it. And he's not out there. So um, I think it's just, it's just, I feel horrible for him. And I just, I think he's the best player in America. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if I can vote for the Heisman for a guy that's hurt, but um, if he if he even tries to come back, he's probably going to have my vote. And on the other hand, you know, Carson going home, yeah, that can that can kind of freak you out a little bit when you try to do too much because his high school's you know 15 miles from the stadium down there or whatever. And, uh, you know, plus he was a commit to Florida to play baseball, so he's you know he's got kind of like Florida ties. It was Mr. Florida and all that stuff. He's just got to try not to do too much. At least he's been in that stadium. I think the last time he played there was 11 or 12 years old in some city championship or something. But, uh, and he was, you know, having been around the program for as long as he has, he's not going to be overwhelmed by the, uh, you know, the noise or the half orange and blue, half red and black. It's just a cool scene. Um, he's handled everything else so far. So I think he'll handle it really well. 
Brad, I've really enjoyed you and Gary working together, uh, SEC on CBS. I'm going to miss it, looking ahead to the future. <laughs> you and me both, partner. <laughs> I'm just trying to soak it all in every week. You know, every week I go someplace, I think this is the last time I'm going to be here, uh, you know, unless I go as a fan when when I quit or whatever. And so this is one of those that's definitely like that. And uh, next week will be the last time that I'll hear Sweet Home Alabama, you know, 15 minutes before kickoff with Bryant Denny. And, and, you know, the next time I go to the next place that I haven't been in a while, it's going to be the last time. So um, I guess I'm just trying to not think about that too much except to enjoy every location and every matchup and every rivalry and, and every SEC game I can and right up through Atlanta. Uh, for the title game at the bend. So uh, I'm just having as much fun as I can have and not worrying about that other stuff. I'll worry about that when the season's over. Well, have a great call on Saturday. We appreciate your time, Brad. Thanks so much for coming on. You got it, Buck. Good talking to you, buddy. Brad Nessler, he's getting it done, man. SEC on CBS and uh, be working the Big Ten a year from now. How about that? All right, coming back on the other side, what does a Gator upset look like? I'm going to let you know. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Fan brought to you by my good friends at Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. We appreciate those folks. They are awesome. Let them take care of you. What does a Gator upset look like on Saturday? Now, I know Road Dog doesn't want to hear it. But don't you think about some of this stuff sometimes? I mean, you Georgia fans. You really think I'm going to answer I mean, that question? You thinking it's just 100% guarantee Georgia's winning that game Saturday against Florida? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm different. You know, I'm trying to look at the entire scenario. I want to be prepared. Maybe it's Thank the old bro. quarterback coming out in me. Looking at all the things that could happen, go right or go wrong. So you're ready when it when it gets thrown in your face on Saturday. I think one of the the hot phrases, Buck, is a recipe for an upset. What's a recipe for a Florida upset on Saturday? Uh, you just show up and you think you're going to win. 
just expect to win. You mean that? that you're not prepared. Georgia side, yeah. You're not fired up. You're not ready to go. Ah, we're we're awesome. We're just going to tear them apart. That's really a problem when Kirby Smart's the head coach in this football game. Yeah, you know Kirby's not undefeated now. I mean, he is this year. But there are days when it's just not your day. So what does a Gator upset look like? Well, let's start with the Georgia defense and the Gator offense. I've gone back and watched the last two Florida Gators games. Again, it's the old quarterback coming out in me. You get so involved in the film study, the video study, that yeah, you're sort of lost without it. So I go back and look, and I've seen this Gator offensive line really come together and improve these last two games. They've had some issues at times protecting their quarterback, Graham Mertz. He's been sacked 29 times, so it hadn't always been clean for him in the pocket. And they've not always been able to run the football. Offensive line looks a lot better looking at them the last two games. And because of that, they're not just a pass-happy offense. They're not just going to line up and run the football. Because the offensive line has elevated their play as a group, the Gators come into this game against Georgia with balance, which really helps. If you don't have balance against one of the best defenses in college football, you're in trouble. And right now, Florida has some balance. They can throw the ball around when they want to and need to. Graham Mertz completing 76% of his passes. And he's got a clean pocket. He's got some weapons that he can get the ball to. And then they can run the football effectively. So against a good defense, if you want to win... You need balance. So when they think you're going to run it, you can pass it. When they think you're going to pass it, you can run it. And when you have balance and when you're able to run the football, you don't end up in a lot of third down and nine situations, which is a recipe for disaster against a good defense like Georgia has. When they know that you've got to line up and throw it, they're going to get after you. And probably shut you down. So with balance comes a lot of manageable third down situations for Florida. If they can pull it off. And that's going to help them in this uh, upset scenario. Number two on this side of the ball, Florida, you know, Kirby said earlier this week, he thinks You know, the recipe to win week in and week out playing in the SEC is you win the line of scrimmage and you hit some explosive plays and you prevent the explosives. Well, the Gators, they've got some big play potential they can get the ball to. This Ricky Pearsall is one heck of a receiver, and he's having a record-breaking season so far. And he's lined up at the X and the slide at the Z. He's in motion. He's all over the field. He's an explosive football player. And you look at Wilson as another one. He's a freshman, but Wilson has provided the big play. And then you've got Trevor Etienne coming out of the backfield. When I watch him over these last two games, I see an explosive running back. 
He's even lined up in the Wildcat occasionally. So they've got three explosive players that Mertz can get the ball to. So that is, that's how the Gators pull off the upset on that side of the ball. Offensive line plays well. They handle this front for Georgia. They have a balanced attack, and they're able to hit some explosives and limit the third down and long situations. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's go to the Georgia offense and the Gator defense. Brock Bowers, obviously, if he's there, he's going to be in street clothes over on the sideline. So there is Georgia's go-to guy. When Georgia's gotten in trouble, they've gotten Bowers the ball. Can't do that on Saturday against Florida. All right, number one, Gator defense, Bulldog offense. Beck's not involved in the offense, which helps Florida. How do the Gators pull off the upset? Beck has an off day. Beck doesn't play well. There's no Bowers to bail him out. Beck made, makes some bad throws. He makes some bad decisions. They turn the ball over. Wouldn't be the first time a quarterback playing at a high level goes out and has a bad day. And then the other scenario I would see in this conversation would be Dajan Edwards gets dinged up which means Georgia would not have a legitimate running back if that happened. I mean, Dajan's already out there playing with a knee brace. He's toughed it out. He was playing injured. What if that thing got dinged up again? Who are you putting in there at running back? Number 86, he's a wide receiver. Kendall Milton's been made of glass. Tell you what, I don't think we've talked about it enough, but the injury to Branson Robinson, who as a freshman a year ago, the last uh, in that national championship game against TCU, you saw Branson Robinson knock that thing in the end zone twice. And he was going to be a big part of this offense this season. Yeah, sure. I mean, they had the uh, upperclassmen. You had Edwards and Milton, and, and they were going to lead the way. But Georgia was expecting Branson, Branson Robinson to get his hands on the ball, and I think that's his loss is a bigger deal than we've made it out to be, especially right now. I mean, goodness, when, when Edwards needs a break, they got to put a receiver at running back. That, that can come from, A, so many of us football fans think that sometimes running backs are just, you know, that, that really is next guy up, as Brad Nestor talked about, as when running backs, and George has been so deep at that position for so long you don't realize it's a problem until it's a problem. Plus, he's special, man. Branson Robinson. I mean, I I would hate, and <laughs> I think there are a lot of defenders that are glad they don't have to try. They don't have to tackle Branson Robinson this season. So I think that is how the Gators would pull off the upset. That is what it would look like. They've got balance on offense. They're not in a lot of third down and long situations. They're going to hit some explosive plays. Beck has an off day and makes some mistakes. And Dajan Edwards gets dinged up. Yeah, you're looking at it all wrong. They need Edwards to, to carry the load, basically. What if he can't do that? 
Might be a long day for the dogs. What do you say tomorrow, though? We say, what does a Georgia big win look like? Huh, DT? We could go there tomorrow. Yeah, you're keeping it real, Buck. Give us both sides. That's fair. That's what I'm trying to do on this show. Keep it real. And, man, uh, looking forward to Friday night football. Ours is tonight, by the way. We've got a big rivalry game. South Versailles taking on Lambert. Totally excited about that. And want to invite you to join our team for our Friday night football as we get closer to the playoffs. Join 680 The Fan tomorrow night, 730 kickoff. We've got play-by-play game coverage as Rome takes on Creekview in our Friday night football game of the week. And then if you're out seeing high school football or maybe you're out uh, going to Applebee's on a date night, snicker, snicker, stick around. Uh, you can tune us in for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. Get scores and updates from around the state. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show presented by Johnny's, New York-style pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, let's talk a little Falcons football, man, as we get ready to travel to Nashville and take on the Titans. The Nashville Titans. And I'm just hung up on this Bijan Robinson thing. Bijan Robinson, I'm sorry. Bajan Robinson, a lot of talk about him this week with what happened last weekend. You know, he had the headache. He, he didn't feel good. Now, he dressed out for the game, actually got in the game, had a late carry that really has been bothering Finneran. Listening to the morning show. And you know what my first thought was? And I think I put this out there on social media on the X. And that, that my first thought was, I was thinking NBA, load management, baby. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking, my goodness, the Falcons are worried that they're overusing Vajon during the early part of the season. I mean, I'd look through the first six games going into the game last Sunday. He had had 80 carries and 26 receptions in the first six games. So you're talking about 17 touches per game. You go that over the entire 17-game season, 300 touches for the season for a rookie that has never been down this road before. I think the most he got at Texas was maybe 260 touches, something like that. So I was thinking, okay, they're thinking they're gonna, they're overworking Bajon, and he is not going to be the player at the end of the year that he was at the, the beginning of the year. I was thinking he was in the doghouse. Bajon must have been oh, man. late for a meeting or something like that. Yeah. I was thinking load management. Which is ridiculous as far as the NBA goes. I mean, if you can't play uh, two, three games a week, I mean, how weak are you? So uh, not enough made either of the job Tyler Algier did. He really stepped up against Tampa. He got 24 touches in the game. He was running tough. 21 carries, 59 yards. Now, no, you know, weren't any long uh, carries. Uh, He never busted out or made anybody miss or anything like that but Algier was running tough we don't we don't win that game without Algier doing what he was doing 
So I think, uh, you know, the Falcons are in a really good spot. When they do, uh, when Bijan uh, does feel better and they have access to to him, uh, you know, they can monitor how many times he's touching the ball with Algier and now with uh, 84 back there getting some touches too. It's a really good situation. Thank goodness for Algier, though. We'd have been in trouble last week without him. Let's hear from Art. Uh, talking about uh, he's got no worries as far as that investigation goes with Bajan. You guys really understand how things really operate. I, I understand outrage and, and drama sells. Like you're not, if, if you really understand like how things really operate, that there's nothing, nothing there. So I don't know what I haven't given one second of thought about it. We're not going to We'll talk about the uh, Tennessee Titans, the big game we have going on. You can ask rumors and windows. I can go find sensational stories. We can talk about climate change. What's your thought on climate change? You want to go on the road? We'll talk about world politics. We can do that, too. I'm sure you got an opinion. Let's, let's talk about the Titans and talk about the Falcons and talk about football. Yeah, Art is easily annoyed. Who cares? Best I can tell. There you go. There's some Falcons talk for you today on the show. Time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, we got the pride of Milledgeville and Baldwin High School. Javon Bullard hanging out. Javon, tell us about the secondary so far. How well have you guys played as a group? If you could give yourself a grade into this bye week, what would it be? Uh, as far as right now, uh, I'd say B+. We've got some things that we need to work on, but I'm uh, extremely excited about what the future can hold, and I'm looking forward to the games coming up this season. All right, this this game against Florida, man, for a lot of people from the state of Georgia, it's it's uh, easy to get fired up to play in this game. How about you? Uh, definitely, man. Georgia and Florida, like I said, it's old-fashioned hate right here. Um, this is probably one of the biggest games of the year. Um, just dialing in the things that we got to do in order to come out with a victory. And uh, the skater team looks a little better than they have been the last couple of seasons. I know they've uh, got a playmaking wide receiver that's been making some noise, Ricky Pearsall. Uh, when you study video, do you uh, initially you start taking a look at the playmakers? How do you break it down? Uh, those guys always, every year, year in and year out, Florida always has playmakers. Um, like I said, Pearsall has been dialing it up lately, man. He's, uh, I honestly think he was a great receiver last year. They just couldn't get him the ball like that. But uh, um, guy's been making plays. They have other receivers. Wilson, um, guy has been banged up. He's making plays. A great running back in core. And uh, the quarterback, Mertz, has been on fire this past month. So we got to do what we can to uh, contain him. Yeah, Mertz, a little under the radar. He's played at a really high level, completing a lot. Over 70% of his balls there. What what do you make of uh, uh, the jump in production they've gotten out of that as far as the passing game goes this year? Uh, it's been huge, man. It's, it's been huge. And they and they set it up well off of a nice uh, nice and running game. The running backs complement each other very well. Um, 
those guys are hard to bring down, man. We got to wrap up and bring our feet. And uh, like I said, quarter, uh, the quarterback Merch, man, he's been dialing it up lately, man. Uh, I think he's completed like 76% of his passes. And that's, you know, so not just check downs, but that's, you know, saying vertical balls down the, uh, down the field, man. So we got to do um, everything in our power to slow him down. ETN looks really explosive. And uh, Johnson, the other running back, looks like he does pretty much everything. Well, that is a nice little combo they got going there. It definitely is, man. It definitely is. Like I said, those guys complement each other very well. Um, and we got to make sure we're on our P's and Q's when those guys are in the game. And uh got to wrap our feet and bring uh, wrap our feet on tackles and get those guys on the ground. How about this bye week? Did it come at a good time? How are you feeling physically uh, this deep end of the season? Uh, it definitely came at a great time, man, for us uh, as a team. Me personally, I feel great. I feel great, man. It's uh Feel real good, man. A great week of uh, preparation and a great week, of, great week of rest. Also, um, really just dialing in. Uh, now it's all about Florida, so it was good to see some uh, college football. Uh, just relax and see the family. But now it's time to get back to work. You know, I started this talking about the secondary, and I tell you what, you uh, you guys have. Uh, I've looked at the the defense and thought that you guys have been the strength of this defense so far. Uh, this season, uh, Lasseter played some great ball a year ago. Looks like people have been trying to pick on uh, your young cornerback Everett. He's held up pretty well over there. Definitely, definitely, man. I'm proud of him, man. We, uh, he knows what comes with this game, man. Um, like I said, Kamari is one hell of a player, man. A brother of mine, and uh, um, like I said, we take pride in that. Um, we take pride in being one of the strengths of this defense, um, and and we we held our heads on that. So, man, like it's. Uh, it's another opportunity for us to uh, improve and another opportunity to show the world that, you know what I'm saying, we, we work for everything that we have. Stark, you and Starks have uh, been been great together there at the safety spot. Talk about him. Uh, hell of a player, man. Uh, in my opinion, future first-round draft pick. The guy just does everything right, man. Um, the guy comes in early, leaves late. Um, attention to detail, writes, uh, takes notes in meetings. Um, one of One of a one of the key aspects to why this defense is so special and uh, I'm excited for his future. Do you mind if I uh, tap into the high school experience and uh, Baldwin High School? What what were they doing that got you so prepared to come in at Georgia and play at a high level? Uh, it was really just um, toughness, man. Um, you know, in the city of Milledgeville, it's, it's everything getting pretty. You know, you don't get uh, you don't get a lot of the the glamour and glory that a lot of uh, other schools, you know what I'm saying, may have. But uh, it teaches you grit. It teaches you toughness. And it teaches you to get uh, a lot of things the hard way. You know, you don't ask for no hands out, handouts. If you want something, you go and take it. And, and I feel like that's what life is, man. Life doesn't give you handouts. You have to, in anything in life, if it's, if it's worth something, you got to go take it, man. So that's, um, it just teaches you grit and, and hard work. And the Georgia experience has been A+. plus. Oh, definitely, man. I could I couldn't dream for a, a better experience. Coaching staff on defense, gosh, there can't be a better defensive coaching staff in the country. Oh man, man, this this these coaches, man, Schumann, Muschamp, Coach Smart. I mean, like the, I, I feel like those guys are, are legendary, man. The things that they do, the, the schemes that they draw up for us, uh, the the way that they put us in positions to make plays. Um, people see us making the plays, but really they don't see. Uh, much champion Schumann dialing up the exact play or what the opposing uh, team's going to run, and we just executing it to uh, to our fullest, man. So, like, a shout out to them, man. Huge thanks to those guys. They do a, a, a great job. How about this fan base, the Bulldog Nation? 
best in the nation. They're the best in the nation. Man, they show up and show out every time. Um, we appreciate them, and we need them Saturday. Well, best of luck uh, against Florida. Uh, keep up the good work, Javon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Always good to catch up with Javon. I'm just glad he's not trying to hit me. You think that receiver for Ohio State still thinking about that hit he took in the end zone? Back during the college football playoffs, I bet you he is. Hey, the fan, the only place to be on college football Saturday is join the fan this Saturday. We broadcast live from the $3 Cafe, Highway 138 in Stockbridge with 680 game day. Come by and enjoy Atlanta's best wings and coldest beer this Saturday at the $3 Cafe in Stockbridge. $3 Cafe, Atlanta's best wings and family-friendly sports bar. Coming back on the other side, I'll tell you what the Bravos are up to. The Braves are busy. We'll talk about it next. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Segment of the Buck Blue Show uh, today. That is today. I'll be back tomorrow. God willing, of course. And have just a few moments. Want to talk about the Braves and what they're up to, real quick. And my Braves mention today is brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at AceHardware.com. So, what are the Braves up to? Well, they're trying to solidify the bullpen what they're trying to do you might have seen they re-up with pierce johnson who they got at the trade deadline coming in from the denver rockies signed him to a two-year 14 million dollar deal very dependable setup man and a guy that's got one of the best curveballs in major league baseball he could uh, pierce johnson could say uh hey harper i'm throwing a curveball and harper still couldn't hit it it is critical the Braves rebuild this bullpen heading into 2024. Jimenez and Chavez, they're free agents. You got Hand, McHugh, Yates, all have club options. Not sure they're going to be back. So right now, if we had a game today and we, uh, we had a one-run lead heading to the seventh inning, here's what we would have coming out of the bullpen as far as a high-leverage situation. We would have Pierce Johnson getting the ball. So that's why they re-signed him. You got Tyler Matzik. Hopefully will be back, as I understand it. He'll be ready for spring training. And then Mentor and Iglesias closing it out. Got to continue to rebuild this bullpen moving forward. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. 
Want to invite you to check out episode 90 of Bucks Beat Podcast. It is back. It dropped this morning. Look, I took a little time off from the podcast. But we're back. Episode 90 is a Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida game preview. All right, so if you're uh, looking forward to the big game on Saturday, got a chance to uh, hear us break it down. Full interview with my pal Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports, as we break down the Georgia-Florida game. Also, a reminder, I've got the book out, Inside the Hedges. You can order the book and have it shipped right to you at InsideTheHedges.com. Got a big chapter on the Georgia-Florida game. Run, Lindsay, run. And signing at the Georgia Bookstore at every home game prior to the game. So keep that in mind. I hope you would uh, be able to purchase that. And know this too, man. We've got uh, golf here at the fan big time. The green cards are gone. And we got a big tournament coming up November the 6th at Dogwood Golf Club in Austell. We're going to be raising money for the Warrior Alliance. This thing sold out. I want to thank a couple of the sponsors. The Color Spot. Georgia Power, PXG, and Fiserv. Thank all of our sponsors for our Veterans Day Golf Classic. That does it for me. Nick and Chris, how you? Chris is back in today. That's coming up next here on The Fan. Thank you, bud. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. FDIC. 